This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Hello, Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. So there was a moment of realizing I was at the JFK airport staring at the departure board, and I couldn't remember where I was. I couldn't remember where I was going. And at this point, you know, I'm a New York Times bestseller. I have this over a million following and my company was thriving and employees in 10 different countries. It was just a fast growing train, rocket, whatever. And, um, and I walked over to kind of fuel up for the day at a local, at a Starbucks right there at the airport. And I went to sign my name on the receipt and I could not remember my name. I literally could not remember who I was. She was named the third most powerful woman on Twitter by Forbes and was one of the first strategists to guide the world's biggest celebrities and brands to capitalize on their online presence. But it was a search for meaning amongst all the success that led entrepreneur and best-selling author Amy Jo Martin to her true passion in life. You're about to meet the renegade who decided to rewrite the rules as Amy Jo talks how to thrive amidst disruption, how to find your purpose, and the life-changing events that shifted her learning and focus. All of that and more is coming up here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Best-selling author, speaker and entrepreneur Amy Jo Martin became a social media sensation after becoming one of the pioneers who was able to harness the power of social media for some of the world's biggest brands and celebrities. Amy Jo helped NBA teams integrate into social media and organize the first ever NBA tweet-up with Shaquille O'Neal. In fact, Amy Jo and Shaq's were the first ever accounts on Twitter to be verified. And after her boss at the time singled Amy Jo out as a renegade, Amy Jo took that as a positive, not a negative, and she had her first why not now idea. So she took the leap and founded Digital Royalty, one of the first ever social media agencies to help corporations, celebrities and sports entities humanize their brands online through social communications channels. And Amy Jo has worked closely with world-renowned brands, including Hilton Worldwide, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Fox Sports, amongst others, to do just that. Her motto is humans connect with humans, not logos. And after a successful seven-year run growing her business in 10 different countries, Amy Jo exited digital royalty in 2016. With an online following of more than 1 million people, Amy Jo was named the third most powerful woman on Twitter by Forbes and has spoken to thousands of entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, brands and individuals at events around the globe, sharing her renegade mentality, philosophy, tools and life lessons. I sat down with her at the International Government Communication Forum last week here in Sharjah, where Amy Jo opened up about her addiction to change, how she found her purpose, and the life-changing events that shifted her learning and her focus. I started out by asking her how she became 
a social media pioneer working with some of the world's biggest celebrities. Oh, it was it was very unique situation. I worked in the NBA for the Phoenix Suns and I was the director of digital media and research at the time and I received a phone call from basketball operations one day randomly and they said, "Can you come down to the locker room right now? Shaq wants to learn how to tweet." So Shaquille O'Neal played for the team and sure enough, it kind of, you know, one thing led to another when when it comes to experimenting and it was something that no one was doing at the time. And so that's really, that innovation uh, is something that I absolutely love and crave. You know, things, changing things and just finding a new way uh, is something I'm really passionate about. That is really interesting. Like, where did that come from? Where did that passion for <laughs> seeking innovation and, and technology and how stuff works and how you can make a difference with it? Where does that come from for you? I think the kind of addiction to change really came from uh, moving around a lot when I was younger. We moved on a very consistent basis. And when you have to learn to make friends and you're constantly in new situations and um, really get curious a lot, then I think you have a different programming to a certain extent. So um, for anyone listening who's moved quite a bit, especially when when you're younger, if you have kids, it's not a bad thing necessarily. It's one of my f- most favorite um, assets. <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, you were it, in that situation, you were put into a situation that many of us are finding ourselves in now, which is disruption and mm-hmm. change. You know, in the 21st century, there is nothing more disruptive than technology. There is, we've never seen a pace of change the way that we do now. So what did that teach you then, you know, how to be adaptable? Like, how did you, how did that feed into that experience? Really just being open-minded, right? When you are in new situations uh, and especially, you know, as things are, are changing rapidly, you have to be willing to accept adversity, because change is adversity. That's they're the same thing. It's hard. Yeah. And anytime you innovate, adversity will follow. So I really believe you can have a healthy tension conversation or a healthy tension situation where just because it's new and different means it's uncomfortable. But that doesn't have to mean it's wrong or that we have to fear it. Particularly as girls and as women, we're always taught to do the right thing stay in your lane, mm-hmm. you know, don't be disruptive, mm-hmm. don't, you know, don't do all of that. But actually you took a completely different path and, and that <laughs> really informed who you became and what you started chasing later on in your life and writing that incredible book, Renegades Write the Rules. So talk to us about that. Oh, thank you so much for for that. And just the renegade mentality is something I teach now. I have a boot camp for women leaders and female entrepreneurs. It's called the Renegade Brand Bootcamp and it's open. We have women all over the globe in this program. And it's really something that, you know, renegades are positive disruptors, not about destruction, disruption. And I think they're two different things. You know, there's a lack of responsibility with destruction. And so as we look at influencers now and just the, um, the, societies that we live in you have you it's important to be responsible about how you share your ideas Um, meaning 
if, if you have influence, we should take that from a standpoint that it needs to be used with respect to a certain extent. You can be extremely innovative on how you decide to get those ideas out, but it is a level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for you, it wasn't just a level of responsibility, but it was you had a path where you kind of found yourself with all of this influence in social media and purpose wasn't quite there for you. Tell us about that. This is a fascinating story. Well, I mean, so I grew up in a trailer park in Wyoming, which is a state in America that has a very small population. It's the least populated state and very little, um, you know, I would say uh, it was a humble, a humble situation. So as I started to gain more of a spotlight and influence, I kind of started to fall into this this trap that we can fall into where you start telling the, sh- the story and living a story that you think you want to live or that you think people want to hear. And the inside eventually didn't match the outside. The alignment wasn't there. Coming up, Amy Jo opens up about the moment when, in the midst of what looked like the perfect life to everyone else, she reached absolute rock bottom. That's next. You're You're listening listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Pulse Welcome back to my special IGCF interview with entrepreneur and best-selling author of Renegades Write the Rules, Amy Jo Martin. Now, in the midst of dizzying success, it seemed that Amy Jo lived what most people would call the perfect life. But here, she opens up about reaching rock bottom and the moment that she says she became an emotionally and physically bankrupt millionaire. I want you to tell us, like, what was the story you were kind of telling on the outside and then what were you feeling on the inside? Well, I just, I thought, you know, you find meaning and fulfillment and worth um, usually from outside accomplishments. And so I was, I was backwards in that, but I would reach and grasp and chase for anything that I thought that would make me feel good. And a lot of times, you know, feeling recognition or importance of following growing you know you look at those numbers and they're they're just vanity metrics they don't mean anything necessarily unless they have impact behind them and um and and money and whatever and i would always wind up empty you know having um all of these different varieties of success and what i realized it's all an inside job you find that worth and you you become rich inside and then you will feel that on the outside as well so um it's it's actually an inverse of the way i was going and i see that in our society so much where we hustle and chase and grasp and romanticize this grind sleep when you die do more do more and actually it becomes very unproductive i know it did in my case where i was out of alignment you also need to be able to listen to that intuition which i had noise cancelers on (laughs) so tell us about that moment that turning point where you finally heard it it was there it was there but then you finally you saw it and you were like things have to change and so what was it and what did you do yes so there was a moment of realizing I was at the JFK airport staring at the departure board 
and I couldn't remember where I was. I couldn't remember where I was going. And at this point, you know, I'm a New York Times bestseller. I have this over a million following and my company was thriving and employees in 10 different countries. It was just a fast growing train rocket, whatever. And, um, and I walked over to kind of fuel up for the day at a local, at a Starbucks right there at the airport. And I went to sign my name on the receipt and I could not remember my name. I literally could not remember who I was because I was on empty. I was completely exhausted. And, um, and there was a realization that it will never be enough. You know, here I was from the outside looking in at the, at the high and just continuing to go further from the outside, but on the inside, it kept going lower. And so, you know, I, I had chased and grasped and found myself at this point where I was an emotionally and physically bankrupt millionaire. And it was one of the worst days of my life. And so my role and, and my purpose is to help others realize that's actually not the best strategy at all and it's very painful and hopefully they can learn from my lesson and leapfrog my lessons I really believe we learn what we need to teach and so this is the mission I'm on is to re- help people realize you ha- you do need to listen to that inner compass and that GPS because that will get you where you want to go the chasing the grasping it doesn't get you you do need to work and put your miles in but yeah and so it's um that's where my purpose, passion, and skill collide is in that intersection of helping other people not do what I did. What you've described, the life that you described is, is what most people are aiming for. Yeah. And, and would describe as their perfect life. And they want a million followers on social media. Mm-hmm. And is, so, you know, it's astonishing to hear you talk about it in that way. And it can be really difficult to kind of really step back and just go, wait, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And your health, you know, I, my health was really on the rocks. My relationships were. And um, without found, those things. You found a lump in your breast as well. I did, yes. You really, great job with researching because, <laughs> no, I. This is, you know, this is yeah. incredible. And, and, and <clears throat> you know, this is something that you say as well, that the, what was happening to you manifested itself in oh, your health. 100%. Which I think yeah. a lot of people don't don't hear that. And I think that's such an important message. So tell us about that. Yeah. When a, a purpose problem goes undiagnosed, it will manifest into your physical health for sure. It was a moment where I didn't have time for it. And I didn't even find it. My doctor actually found it. And I remember oh, I just got chills at my arm thinking about this story. I remember being with my assistant. She came to the doctor's appointment with me one day and the doctor was saying, we're gonna need you to do this test, this test, then do a biopsy, then have this removed more than likely. And I just said, no, I don't have time for these appointments. I'm in this city and I'm so busy and I thought I was so self-important. And I literally didn't feel I had time that, that the world would crash if I stopped to do all these things. And that wasn't true, but it also was very much of an unhealthy mindset. So I did find the time. Um, and luckily it was not cancerous, but we didn't know until we got the results. And it was scary enough that they wanted, wanted it removed. So a lump in my breast the size of a golf ball I completely didn't even notice and I didn't have time for it. And so it just kind of shows how far on the spectrum I was of the, um, you know, 
the hustle and chase and I was chasing something I didn't even want. I just didn't know it. Coming up, Amy Jo tells us how motherhood changed her and the simple changes that she made that completely transformed her life. You're You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa, only on Pulse95. Welcome back to my conversation with entrepreneur and social media strategist, Amy Jo Martin. Here she talks about how her priorities totally shifted and how motherhood changed her. I was chasing something I didn't even want. I just didn't know it. And so for anyone listening, I hope you think about when you get that thing, what's really going to change? You know, that whatever, when you lose the weight or the 10 pounds or the or get the money or get the boyfriend or the girlfriend or whatever. What's really going to change? Nothing until you change the inside. And it's, you know, mindfulness was a big part of recovering from that. And then that lifestyle and sleeping. Who knew? Uh, again, how again, much? how many, how many, how many of us actually just ignore that and yeah. just go, it's fine. I'll get through what I have to get this done yes, first. Exactly. We totally underestimate how important that is. 100%. And now it's a non-negotiable where before it didn't matter. And now you prioritize how many hours a day do you, uh, a night do you sleep? I get real uncomfortable if I don't get eight. So, you know, it how, used to be four. It. Yeah. I mean, you're basically, your mind just isn't working properly, right? You're a different person, too. Your personality and your attitude is completely different when you have even even six versus eight, right? 100%. For me, at least. That's incredible. Yeah. So, okay, th- these are some of the ways that your life changed. How else? So what's Amy Jo's focus now in, in your life as opposed to, you know, focusing on the number of followers and business and that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. What are you focused on now? Mm-hmm something that really has helped me in the last year I I became a mom for the first time and as Lincoln yes baby Lincoln he is so unbelievably gorgeous oh thank you bless his beautiful heart his little gorgeous soul has really taught mine it's been the most powerful thing in the world Um, especially how he arrived he arrived three months early And so this was quite the surprise. Um, When you have a 27-week-old baby come Earthside, um, it's very, it's very scary. It's very dangerous, right? He was two pounds, and so I was on a flight, and luckily I was able to land and get to a hospital. It was not the city I lived in, and he spent three months in the NICU in the hospital, and that really. It, it came with so many gifts. He's doing very well now. And so I'm just forever grateful. Um, but what happens when you, when you go through something like that, you have options. You can either ask yourself, why me? Why did this happen? How did this happen? Or what is this here to teach me? And as soon as I reframed the situation, it shifted my entire lens and, and, every minute since then so it's yeah it's been a true gift yeah he's just my biggest teacher what did he what what are some of the things that how old is he first of all so far so he's currently almost 11 months 
Amazing. But he would would have been eight months, so he's eight months adjusted. <laughs> um, and amazing. Yeah. So so far, talk to us about that experience. What has it been like? What have you learned from motherhood? Oh, motherhood! It's the coolest job ever in the whole wide world. Um, I I have a fairly um, structured in the past a very fairly linear kind of like to get things done very action oriented and uh, like my spreadsheets I like data and one of the things that Lincoln has really helped is is really not looking at that side of the spectrum so much or focusing on the the other side of the spectrum it's that middle way right like having focus and flow and not being so rigid about plans and agendas because they're all going to change anyway, right? I share this with my the female entrepreneurs and women leaders I work with. It's like people wait to get started until they want 100% confidence in the perfect plan. And the moment you get started, that plan's going to change anyway, 99% of the time. So well, you might as well just get started. Exactly. Yeah. And motherhood is like that. You're never ready for it. 100%. You just, you have to roll with it. And we have that internal compass for a reason that gps just it's to be used next amy talks how to find your purpose and why her lifelong struggles with body image drove her to want to change their narrative for women and girls now this is pulse 95 95 this is life beats life beats with sally musa only on pulse 95 it's Life Beats, and I'm in conversation with Amy Jo Martin at the International Government Communication Forum. Here she shares some great advice about why you should be dating ideas and why, as we celebrate International Women's Day this week, she wants to change the game for women and girls. Something else that you're super passionate about is rewriting the narrative for girls and women. And I love this so much. So tell us why this is so important to you. Yes, oh, it's so important. I I think about how we're wired and and programmed, especially as young girls, and what influences we have. And and I've really struggled in my upbringing and in even later years with body image. And, And it's it's really formed my reality, right? And so it's been something I've been working on a lot. But again, it was about the outside. So when we put so much power into the hands of what is on the outside of us, then we give away our true power. What did that experience look like for you? Because for everyone, I think every woman struggles with body image, but what was that for you? You know, needing to fit into a certain dress or counting calories or I'm not sure. I started counting calories when I was about nine years old. Yeah. Um, And just obsessed with the numbers and comparison game. And oh my goodness. Um, I, you know, I think... It really struck me. I have a niece who is from the UK, and when she was three, she asked me if she looked pretty. And it just, it it made me realize, three years old, if you're focused on the way you look when you're three, and I said, pretty, Willow, pretty strong, you know, pretty smart, pretty anything else. And, and we have the ability as adults to help guide how their reality shows up 
you know, and in how they're influenced. So um, I think that, you know, being in alignment with yourself is life work. I would not say it's done. (laughs) It's daily practice. And um, I've done some hypnotherapy if you want to get a little progressive. And accessing our subconscious is something that is extremely effective in shifting our beliefs. So talk therapy is great as well. However, if we can't even access in our minds, in our conscious mind, what is the truth in terms of the root of the problem, then it's hard for us to be able to discuss it with a therapist or doctor. So um, for some of us, it can be even like so hard to even just recognize to get to the tip of the iceberg, let alone to the root cause. And it's almost always what I've learned in my discovery. And this is life work again. I will be continuing to work on myself every day for the rest of my life. What I've discovered is um, it's never over, but the root is always feeling like I'm enough. So whatever is going on in the surface, you know, if there's an issue or some adversity, uh, and and it shows up in the form of I don't look the right way or I did that wrong or whatever you can carry it unpeel the layers that onion all the way down to I'm enough and um, everyone is enough right if I could go back and tell my nine ten year old self you're enough uh, and truly believe it I would you know and I had a wonderful childhood this wasn't you know a a situation where a lot of people didn't and so imagine what they might be going through exactly exactly so uh, to kind of end off what are the kind of things that we can do right now to change the narrative for us for other women what's mm-hmm. your advice there slow down first of all I think we try to operate way too fast and then we're operating from a place of fear versus a place of self-love versus a place of clear-headed thinking and and action so pace is one of my biggies when I'm in a rush I stop and say what's really going on here something else is at the root of this so I think slow down first of all we're all going too fast men and women and trying to to move too quickly Um, mindfulness has been a huge practice and impact in my life so meditation um, being quiet and you don't have to be at a beautiful ocean with the scenic view to do this, you can do it in an airport. And um, journaling, you know, practicing gratitude. Uh, physiologically, we cannot be scared and feel grateful at the same time. Like we can't do it. Our bodies will not allow for both to happen at once. Mm-hmm. So if you are grateful and you practice gratitude, it's actually strategic. Gratitude is a strategy. Not only is it nice and is it a wonderful thing to do but it is a strategy so for people who are listening right mm-hmm. and they want to find their purpose and their impact how do they do that so purpose i think it can be such a big word and people find that they're just searching for this magical thing and it starts inside which you've heard me say but if you don't find it there first then it will never show up on the outside um, i've met so many people who for example, my mentor, until she really understood that being happy and having a sense of peace on the inside is where it starts, 
then she became very abundant in a lot of outside ways, makes a lot of money, so on and so forth. Um, but I believe where purpose, passion, and skill collide, impact resides, bliss resides. So that's kind of your why epicenter. Some people refer to it as the zone of genius. And so if you were to dry, draw a Venn diagram of those three big circles, purpose, passion, skill, and where they intersect is the sweet spot. That is what you are uniquely qualified to do. And sometimes it's right under your nose and you think you need to travel thousands of miles to get to it. Um, and date ideas. See what lights you up, what you get excited to do. And try a lot of things, just like you would date a lot of people, potentially. Um, and see, you don't have to, to make this a 10-year plan, necessarily. Start small. And eventually, when you find the right thing, it becomes life work. But try things that excite you. Don't do things you don't want to do and don't like. Um, the world needs everyone living in that purpose, passion, and skill. Unbelievable. Incredible. Amy Jo Martin, we could talk for hours. Thank you so Amazing. much. This has been lovely. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.